Hey y'all, uh, this is uh, Alex Benz coming to you live, or not live, or whatever it is on a podcast, coming to you from my podcast, Alex Talking. Uh, we're just here, we're sitting in the closet, that's where I recorded this, and we're talking about life and just things that you're going through. And so uh, last episode I kind of introduced the podcast, uh, it was very free form, I had zero structure to what I was talking about, which is great, because... I think it led to some really interesting topics and things that um, everybody everybody fucking struggles with, right? Like, that's real. And uh, what happened in that 45-minute span was a real conversation. And I just really appreciate you, like, sitting down and listening to it and listening to this. So, yeah, it's been really an amazing thing to share with people. I, you know, I don't know what the reception's going to be. I don't know who all is going to listen, but it's going to happen. They're going to keep coming out. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, it's just been a, a really a good thing for me. And I need more good things in my life. It's been a tough month, as you know. I, in the last episode, I talked about how I lost my dad and, and what that's meant and what it's like to really, like, live into his legacy and, like, what you need to do or what I need to do to to be my best self and to be there for the people I work with and to be there for my family and to be there for people in my community. Um, yeah, that, that in itself has been a big enough challenge, a big enough, a big enough struggle. So that's where I'm at. That's what's been going on. And, um, yeah. So I want to talk to you uh, today about my journey to like living a healthier life and what that looks like and what that meant and how I still struggle and where, you know, what are some things that you can do to, to live a healthier life. And uh, so I'm going to talk about where I was, uh, where I've gotten to, and where I plan on going in this episode today and that journey and what it's looked like. Cool. Okay, so I'm uh, better adjusted and set up and... Yeah, so where I started in my journey to health, um, I'm going to go to 2012 is when uh, I kind of had a wake-up call, this moment or an epiphany where I realized what I was doing and what I, to my body was not a good thing. Um, yeah, so it's 2012, and uh, I step on a scale, and... The, the number that jumped back at me was shocking. I couldn't believe it. I'd never weighed that much in my life. And uh, I started to think about, uh, okay, my physical self doesn't feel great, and my head doesn't feel great. Like, I, I, I'm not happy in all aspects of my life. I'm miserable right now. Um... I'm about 5'8 on a good day. And I looked down on the scale and it, it said 200 pounds. And I go, "What? how did I get to be 200 pounds? And then I stopped and I thought about what I was doing every Friday night or Saturday night and Sunday. I said, oh, shit. Like, I'm putting garbage in my body every weekend and most weekdays. And I'm miserable. Like, the input is leading to a poor output. There was a poor input of 
nutrient-weak foods, fast foods, convenience foods, things that weren't fresh or things that weren't good for you. And it turned out I felt like shit. I looked like shit. I was shit. Um, and so, so earlier in 2012 I, or 11, I started going to yoga, like hot yoga, and I was just punishing myself at these classes. Uh, so much so that like I would get too hot and overheat, and sometimes I would just like have to get up in the class, go to the restroom, and like vomit. Um, if that wasn't clear enough indication to me that like, oh, you're putting shit in your body, and like you're trying to do this thing, and it's saying nah, right? Like my body was absolutely saying no to what I was trying to do, detoxify and remove things from my body. Um. Yeah, and so I started to really dive into some different yoga practices and get like very mindful about myself and aware and learn more about the spiritual aspects of yoga and like the 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 different limbs of yoga and and learned about uh like the nonviolent aspect and like that also means in your eating. And so like I really dove into the practice and it had been probably about a year of doing yoga. And then I just had, had watched a couple documentaries. I, I got on the scale. Something's got to change here. Uh, and I chose food. I chose food to be the thing that I changed in my diet and, and what things I consumed. So I just, I just cut out meat. I just stopped eating it. And uh, the first week was hard. The second week was hard. But then by the third week, I, I was fine. Right, um, I wasn't nutrient deficient. I wasn't, you know, lacking protein. Um, all these myths around what what happens if you become a vegetarian—they're just not—they're not true. Guess what? I'm alive, and I've been alive living this lifestyle for five years now. Um, and so I, I continued to work through it. And I, I tried being vegan for probably a couple months, five, four months. And it was good, and I really liked it, but I couldn't maintain it. And so I needed to go back to just consuming some cheese every now and then. I really don't eat that much cheese currently, but um, yeah, so I I really lived into it. I loved it. You know, I still love it. I still enjoy food. I I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't feel like um, I'm any less of a person because I don't consume uh, animal flesh, and so for me, this has been transformative. And uh, you know, I really, I started small. I didn't, I didn't try to make the most complex vegetarian dishes or, or things until I had really just figured out simple things that I could do that were worked and that met that basic requirement of being vegetarian. And so that was a lot of boring, easy things to make. But guess what? When I have a rough week and I'm busy, those boring, easy things are just that. They're food to get me through. Um, yeah, and it's it's funny to me, like, having gone this long, and uh, people be like, oh, do you, what's going on? Like, you know, people I work with who don't know, maybe, or, uh, friends who I haven't eaten with. Oh, uh, why don't you eat meat? Like, what's going on? 
like there's something wrong with me that I don't kill animals and eat them, right? Like it just seems bizarre on my side of the dial. So I kind of go, well, I just don't eat meat, you know, like that's what I do. And, um, you know, when I talk about why, you know, yeah, there was a health reason. It was personal. There was the environmental reason. There's animal rights reasons. Like all those reasons are why I don't eat meat and fish. People inevitably go, do you eat fish? No, I don't eat fish because guess what? The ocean is dying right now. Our oceans are dying. Stop eating fish. You're fucking killing the ocean. Anyway, those are my personal feelings about this. And they're not really particularly important. But if you're tired and you're miserable and you've been banging your head against the wall trying to keep consuming this Western diet, it's not your fault, right? This diet is designed for one thing, profit, to make money. So big agricultural companies are interested in making money. They're not interested in making good food or healthy food. Um, So most mass-produced meats are like raised in a way that isn't sustainable. It's not healthy for animals. So it's also not healthy for human beings. Go figure. Like this is unbelievable to some people. But it's the truth. Um, and I know it to be true because I've, I wake up in the morning, I, I don't need to guzzle down a you know, giant soda or I don't need to have 20,000 ounces of coffee. I have one cup of coffee because I like it. I enjoy coffee. Um, and it's more of a morning ritual or routine like I talked about in the last episode. I grind the beans. I boil the water. Like all those things are nice they get me ready. They get me focused for the day. And so I, you know, I don't need those things to get up in the morning. I don't need them. That's that's the key difference, right? And so I think back to myself five or six years ago, weighing what I did and just in the deepest, darkest depression of my life. Literally thinking, like, why am I alive? What is this all about? Um, And going, oh, you know, you're consuming all this negativity, this bad stuff. You're getting bad out. So the input equals the output. I remember in math class in high school or elementary, uh, high school, the math teacher saying, like, a calculator is a great tool. But if you put a bad input into it, you're going to get a bad output. And so the same is true about our bodies. You put bad in, you're going to get bad out. If you're nasty to people around you, if you're mean to people around you, and you don't realize it, you're just being, that's just how you are. Look at the way the world treats you. Look at the way, look at the way the, the person who takes your money at a toll booth treats you. Right? I never have a bad interaction if I go through a toll booth and I have to pay the person to go go over a bridge or get on a highway. Why? Because I'm happy. And they can see that. I'm not faking happy. I'm not faking my thank you. I'm thankful that they're there to do their job and to, to help me get where I need to go. Now, that seems very rose-colored glasses. You know, the glass is always full or some sort of bullshit. But it's true. It's not made up. So that's my challenge to you. Look at how your life is going. 
See what your input is. Don't be surprised by the output. It's not someone else's fault, right? Like, oh, I don't understand why this is happening to me. It's not happening to you. Nothing is just happening to you. And and I'm not. This isn't any sort of political statement, right? This is a philosophical and spiritual statement. Uh, I fully believe that like what you're putting in or out is what you're gonna get at. Uh, excuse me. Whatever you're putting in is what you're gonna get out. So if you're constantly sharing negative things or attacking people on the internet. You can't be surprised if you try to share something and then you post a picture and nobody likes it. Or or the response you get is like, oh, that's cool. You know, like people just kind of dismiss it. That That's real. Like people people can tell. Um, it's... I think about what I do, right? I think about the people that are around me. And I'm not surprised when I see students or children behave in a way that they behave. Um, our, our children at, at my school look to the adults in the building. And so when I see like adults just scream at children to, to get them to comply, and their children's response is generally to act a fool... I'm not surprised, right? Like, this is the input, and that is the output. Those are just realities. And I have bad days, right? I have really bad days. I try very, very hard, and it's difficult. And I've lost my temper before, right? Um, but it... it <laughs> It's very hard to do that, right? It's like a hard thing for me to get to that point. I think because I've trained my mind in a way, but I don't know. You know, I really don't know if that's true. Maybe I'm more forgiving. I just have more patience for things that are happening around me. Hard to say. So my theory on, you know, why I wound up at this food journey is that I noticed that the input I was getting was yielding a poor output. And so I became a vegetarian. I worked at it. I tried to be a vegan. I worked at that. It didn't work out. So I've been eating a vegetarian diet for about five years now. And in those five years, I've probably lost about 50 pounds and kept 50 pounds off pretty consistently. I, I'm proud of that, right? Like, that was a real accomplishment. I didn't lose it quickly. I didn't, you know, it didn't just all fall off in one day, but, like, I worked hard. Now, with that, like, I lost the weight that I had gained because I was drinking heavily. Um, I did have a slip. Uh, a slip up in this lifestyle. And it was amazing how fast I gained 40 pounds back. And was on my way to get that last 10. It was like a matter of two or three months and it came back. So I that was a big wake up. It was a shock. I was like, oh, whoa, 
this is this is not good. I'm looking back in the mirror and I'm seeing that guy again. And uh, so I made that choice again. I said that it's done. Um, you know, it, it was good to try again. Yeah, meat is delicious and whatnot, but no, this isn't worth it. It's not worth my health. It's not worth my life. I have too much respect for everybody around me to continue this way. And so uh, I stopped. I stopped again. And so that in that, that that's why I have five-year total. It would probably be six at this point. Um, but it's not. And, and that really happened, right? You can fall off the horse, wagon, whatever the analogy or euphemism, whatever it is, right? You can fall off, but... It, it doesn't matter that that happened. Like, I'm not sitting around going, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't eat. Uh, I ate meat again. Oh. I'm not judging myself about it. So, yeah, but it happened. Um, but I, I got back to my routine and my lifestyle. And I said, oh, yeah, this is it. This is what I want. This is the person I want to be. So I think about people who sit there and oh, I did all these crunches or whatever. I did all these workouts and, it, you know, I'm still the same. I still look the same. Nothing changed. And that and that's because you didn't... You, yeah, you did the effort, but you didn't have the follow-through, right? And so what you eat or what you input determines what you're able to get out, right? So if you're putting in hours in the gym every week, week in, week out, um, and then you're still eating garbage your body's not going to hit its full potential. And I need to really get into my gym routine. But I've gotten the food routine, which I feel like is the harder. It is the harder routine to lock down. Um, just because so much, there is so much marketing and so much telling us that we need to get to McDonald's and that we need to try the new double quarter pounder with eight, 18,000 slices of cheese and it's on a new bun and it's going to make your life so much better. And, and look at this celebrity with this Diet Coke. You know, like the, the, the messaging around what food should be and like look at the people who are eating it is so strong and so strategic. It's hard. I'm not saying that was easy. I don't... I... I I give you all the credit in the world if you're struggling because I found a thing and I did it and I shut off everybody else who was saying like, oh, well, that's nice, but you're not getting enough protein. Like that's a, that's a lie. Okay. And this protein myth is out there. Like I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder, just a regular person. I don't need protein shakes. I don't need more grams of protein than I can consume. Right. Like I don't need to supplement in addition my protein levels. And uh, the idea that you can't get protein from green leafy vegetables and rice and beans is ridiculous. Like, everything has protein. Even a potato has protein. That's it. Like, the, everything already exists in nature that you need. So anybody who tells you, like, oh, if you don't eat meat, you're not getting enough protein... It's a lie, like the cow fucking ate grass. That's how the cow got protein, from grass. So unless there's something magical happening in the biology of a cow that I don't know about, 
As far as I know, they just have stomachs that digest things and intestines that digest things and absorb nutrients. So if they're doing the same thing I'm doing, granted, cows have four stomachs and a different set of intestines, but like, it's the same mechanisms, the same chemicals, the same things are happening in our bodies, right? There's no way that a gorilla, like a silverback gorilla, which is like one of the strongest land mammals out there, or primates, can be as strong as it is, and all it eats is grass <laughs> and leaves. So, like, the, that protein myth just doesn't hold up for me in nature. I, I don't particularly have fangs or big, sharp teeth like a tiger, so that tells me I don't need to eat meat. There's no reason for me to consume meat. These teeth are all flat. We have minorly pointed canine teeth. Right? So the teeth thing, I throw out. The teeth argument, right? Those, these are like things that people say when they're like, well, you're supposed to eat meat. Okay, well, my teeth are made for grinding. They're not made for gnawing and, and ripping, tearing and ripping. So there goes that one. Uh, what are some other things, other myths, things that people say or like why you need to consume meat? You know, there's the protein thing, and then there's our teeth. Those are the two big ones that people hit me with. And I go, no, just just no. Um, I've been alive for five years now and doing really well in it and living, like, really well, right? So none of that is true. It's just not true. It's a cultural and social thing to eat meat. And that's difficult, right? I live in the South now. I grew up in the North, and in the Northeast, in an Italian-American family where Sunday is all about a giant pot of tomato sauce that has meats in it, it's hard to say, I'm not going to eat that anymore. Because everybody around you is like, why aren't you going to eat this anymore? We're all eating it. And you're like, just because you're eating it doesn't mean I need to eat it. Um, I... I'm 30 now, and I look at other people who are 30, and when I tell people I'm 30, they go, what, you're 30? Like, that's, that's not possible. You, you don't look like you're 30. Yeah, I, stop, I stopped eating meat, and I don't drink as much as I used to. So I stopped aging like everybody else, and in a way everybody else does because of those things. I don't do other things to my body that age it and harm it. Our body is a constant chain of different chemical reactions. The food you consume and the drinks that you consume manipulate and change the chemical reactions going on in your body. Those chemical reactions then age your cells differently. So if you create an acidic state in your body, you're wearing down the cells and the different things and components of your body faster. Thus making it look like you're old if you smoke, right? These other activities that people do and feel are important age your body and destroy it. That's not to say I'm not going to get cancer one day and die. I'm full well aware, but I want to live my life in a way that I feel good, right? Because when I feel good, people around me feel better. And when they feel better, 
I feel better. So it's, it, yes, it is for me, right, this choice to eat a plant-based or a vegetarian diet, but it has an impact on the world around you. And so I just uh, was flipping through Facebook today and I saw this um, video about how, you know, the, the oceans are being impacted by our consuming meats. Now, that didn't even really address the overfishing going on in the ocean, but it talked about how fertilization of land um, gets run, the fertilizer gets run off into the ocean and it, it's killing the ocean. It's over, uh, it's raising different levels of chemicals and fish are dying. Fish can't live in the ocean. Uh, so when I was in college, I saw um, the... The, the founder of uh, Sea Shepherd, remember Whale Wars on Animal Planet? That guy. Anyway, and he was talking about how, you know, why he's doing this crusade and, you know, his work with Greenpeace and all these different other organizations and why, right? And he said something, and, like, at the time I was like, yeah, but I like bacon, you know, because I was like everybody else. Um, he said, like, if life on, or life in the ocean is is killed or is ended. What do you think is going to happen to life on land? And that got that was probably the first time that it made me stop and think about it. If life in the ocean is killed off, is extinct, what happens to life on land? Right? That there is a symbiotic relationship between the life on our land and the life in the ocean. And then if we destroy one, the other one is going to follow quickly behind. And so, um, you know, this, yes, my reaction was like, okay, why would I want to stop eating meat? Because bacon is delicious. Yes, bacon is a tasty uh, food item. But uh, I dare you to Google the image of a pork farm or a pig farm and see the runoff pits, right, where the waste from these farms, I'll, I'll use the word farm, I would say factory, um, and that people live next to that, right, this giant pond of feces. And so, like, I can't get behind consuming something that destroys the life of people who live near it, right? Like, you can't live near that. But if you're poor... You may not have a choice, and you have to live next to a pig factory. And uh, the quality of your life is going to be impacted pretty strongly by that odor, by the gases that it gives off. Yeah, and, the, and what happens when it runs off? You know, there is no way to keep all that out of the groundwater. And eventually some of it's going to leach, and it's going to be in your water. And it's devastating to think that someone can't consume the water that is coming out of the faucet near the, at their home because you want to eat bacon. Like, stop and think about how selfish that is. This life in this world is not just about you. It is about every being around you. So, stop. Bacon is great but the way bacon is currently created is not great.
So, you know, that's my challenge to anybody who would offer that response back. And I'm sure people are going to uh, throw shade at, oh, you, you d- 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 bacon is great. It is great. I'm not saying it's not great. But what I am saying is that the way it's produced has a negative net impact on the world around us. And I can't consume something that is going to hurt people and animals and the environment. I'm out. I'm out for that activity. It just doesn't work. I really, really, really hope that, you know, me just talking about it kind of gets you to think about it. If you're not currently eating a vegetarian diet, think about it. Think about two days a week. Um, I will keep eating this diet because our world and um, our world deserves it. And every being on our planet deserves the best world that we can have. You know, stop being selfish. It's, it's not going to kill you to stop being selfish. I promise you it won't. If you take ten minutes or five minutes and think about someone else, that you care about. Heck, take one minute. Okay? Just one minute. And I want you to think about someone you care about deeply. Picture this person, right? Picture them and think about why you care about them. What they do for you that makes your life better. Think about what you could do for them to make their life better. And think about what that would mean for the world around us. So that was about a minute right there. And I hope you thought about someone special to you. I did. Um, you know, I thought about my parents and my grandparents and the things they did for me to help me get where I am right now. To have the ability to to share this time with you, right? Like, things they did led me to be the person I am. The person I am decided I want to sit down with a microphone and my computer in my closet and, t- and talk to you about life, right? Try to figure out things that you can do to make your life and our world a better place. That's my goal. Um, So today we've talked about, like, my journey in health and being a vegetarian. Um, My struggle with it, like, it it was not easy, and it's still not easy, right? So my life right now is hectic and busy, and I'm doing more and more and more and taking on more and more and more, not because... I think, like, oh, I can just keep doing more. It's because I see something, and I say, I have to do something about this. I have to try to do something. Um, I think about, like, trying to start this. Um, So the the idea of, like, podcasting and sitting down with a microphone came the other day or two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Uh, I was sitting at work having this conversation with my coworker, 
And I realized the conversation we were having was like something that should be recorded, something that should be preserved, something that other people could get something out of. And so like, I've been bored. And so I said, fuck it. Like, I'm going to record something by myself and just talk to a microphone and to my audience that I don't have yet. It's just me talking to myself for right now. Hopefully, you know, with some time and continued effort, more people get behind it or something about it speaks to people. Excuse me. I also said I'm not going to do a lot of editing. Um... I will edit, but I'm not going to do a lot uh, because I don't know how to. And maybe with some time and practice, I will figure out some cool editing techniques. But for right now, this is what we're doing. Anyway, I uh, had that conversation with my coworker. really sparked my thoughts about sitting down and having a conversation with an audience to try to make the world a better place, right? Like, oh, there are things that we talk about that other people would be like, Hey, that's pretty interesting, you know, like, I can't believe those guys thought of that. Or, I've been thinking about that same topic too, and I wonder how it does relate to our world. So I got bored, and I just said, forget it. I'm going to sit in my closet with myself and a bust of Ben Franklin and my microphone and talk about how I'm feeling, right? Because, like, that's where my head's at right now. I've been very much in my feelings, not wanting to really engage with social activity, because of everything that's happened and people might be like, oh, he, this guy's just, he's a dick. He's not like responding to me. I'm sorry. I am genuinely sorry. But the problem is I don't have it right now. I don't want to have it. I don't want to be bothered. I wish I did. There's so many great people in my world right now and I just can't. I just can't. And so this is like another part of my health journey, like my mental health. Um, so say five months ago now, I started doing Reiki. If you're not familiar, it's this Japanese art, healing art, but they really got away from the healing part. Anyway, it's just a meditation thing, sitting. Um, but Reiki means like universal life force. And so if you've heard of like Tai Chi, it's the same idea. If you've heard of Kundalini Yoga or any yoga practice, Prana being the life force, it's that. It's that same life force. If you're of a Christian or Catholic faith, like the Holy Spirit, that's a universal life force. It's all the same. And so, you know, that practice has brought a lot of light and, like, joy to my life as well. And something that I've fallen back on, uh, that practice. And I recommend it to anybody. If you can find someone who's doing, like, level one Reiki attunement, like, go get it. It's fun. You know, like for a hundred bucks or whatever it might be, like you can have a cool spiritual practice. It's very easy and usually leaves you feeling pretty good. Go do some Reiki uh, or go check out like a Reiki share. A lot of places will have that. So like find it. it it's out there. Do some Googling or whatever that search engine is. Anyway, so that like those are the things that I really love in my life. Okay, so where were we talking about health? Health is important, right? You only get one body. And you got to try to take care of it. I want you to really, really try to take care of your body. I'm not asking you to have a six-pack. I don't have a six-pack. I probably will never have a six-pack. Guess what? I don't want a six-pack. I don't care about having six-pack abs. 
I care about being able to like move and to be active and to do things that I want to do for a sustained amount of time. All different activities. I love riding my bike. I love going running. I love doing yoga. I love going for a hike. Like all those things I want to be able to do. So I need to be healthy. If you have kids and you want to like play with your kids, you need to be healthy in order to do that. If you have a dog and you want to walk your dog, right? And in 12 years when your dog dies and you want to get a new dog, you still need to be healthy in order to like take care of that dog. So whatever it is you want to do, think about it. What do I want to do? And then you say, I want to go hike the Appalachian Trail. I don't want to do the whole thing, but I want to do a long weekend on the Appalachian Trail. Cool. I love it. Great idea. Go do it. But you need to be healthy in order to do it. All right, because I don't want you to get hurt while you're out there. I want you to go out, have a great time, come back home, and then be like, I'm so glad I did it, and I'm so glad I'm healthy now. That's my goal. That's my goal for you. That's my wish for you, to be healthy. Um, and to be happy, like you uh, watch, guess what? I'm going to (laughs) guess, guess what? Guess what's wrong with me. I've had too much caffeine. That's what's up. So, so, so if we really think about it, right? Like you're probably not happy about some aspect in your life. Okay, whether it be the relationship you have or don't have, whether it's your physical health, whether it's your mental health, it's something that bothers you about yourself. We're human. That's what we do. We find a thing about ourselves and we dislike it. Everybody does this. I do it too. I do it a lot. I do it probably just as much as you think I don't do it. Like I'm doing it right now. I'm thinking about the way my voice sounds. I hate it. But I'm still doing this, right? Like, I'm, I am going to go for it. Like, I'm going to get over how I think I sound and what I think about that and just keep talking. Because I know that the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. The more comfortable you get, the easier it becomes. Right? And so anything you feel uncomfortable about doing, picture that thing in your mind. Okay. You've got the thing. Now picture yourself doing it. Okay, and now, now that you've pictured yourself doing it for a couple seconds, right, you can, I see myself right now talking into my microphone. Okay. Yeah, that that just looks uncomfortable. Cool. All right. Then maybe like the next time you're taking a shower or getting dressed in the morning, like practice what you might say into the microphone. Like actually say it to yourself. I know that sounds crazy, but just practice it or practice yourself doing it. Excuse me, practice picturing yourself doing it. So like in my mind, I see myself right now sitting down, looking at the microphone, getting set, putting my earphone, uh, earbuds in. Okay, I'm opening up the program. I'm starting the program to record and now I'm talking into the microphone and okay, all right, yeah, now I'm going. Yeah. Okay, so like that that activity right there of just visualizing you practicing it, studies have shown is like you practicing it. So they had uh, 
a study done with college basketball players, right? So they took half the team and they had half the team just shoot as many free throws as possible. Right? Just, just keep practicing them. Okay, good. And then they had this other half of the team just sit and visualize. I just want to sit there and visualize you practicing making free throws. Guess what? Same rate of success, right? Those who actually practiced physically act, the physical act of doing something and those that visualized and mentally practiced the act of doing something had the same, um, like, shot make, shot percentage. And so it speaks to, like, the mind-body connection, right? It's real. If you can visualize yourself doing a thing, when you go to do it, that, that is practice. And so that practice makes perfect, and it becomes easier. So when we think about our food journey, right, I'm going to pr- visualize myself making a list to go to the grocery store. Right? I'm sitting down, I'm writing uh, bananas and avocados. Oh, I need to get a half pound of rice. Okay, I've got to make sure I get a bag of rice. Uh, what else do I need? Oh, I was going to make tacos. I'm out of cumin. Okay, I'm going to write cumin on my list. I have chili powder. Oh, I need garlic. Okay, I'm going to get a bowl of garlic. Uh, I don't have any avocados, so I need avocados. Right, and so I'm practicing. Like, oh, that's my list. So then on Sunday when I sit down and say, I need to make my list so I can go food shopping, I sit down and I just make the list and it flows, right? Granted, um, you know, maybe making a list isn't something you need to practice at, but like maybe it's a new habit and maybe you do need to practice at it. Maybe that's not the aspect of the activity you want to practice. Maybe it's like, what does it look like when I actually cook something? And so I actually do that. I visualize what I'm going to cook. I sit and I think, all right, I'm going to make these tacos tonight. But I know I don't have a taco recipe. But I know what tacos should taste like. Okay, so I'm going to get my pan out. I'm going to put some oil in the bottom, just a little bit of olive oil or coconut oil. I'm going to saute my garlic and chopped onions. Okay, I'm going to put the beans in there. Yeah, I'm going to let them saute and steam and then season them with salt and pepper and cumin and chili powder. And then I'm going to put a little bit of tomato paste and water in there and stir that around. Yep, all right, those are tacos. I mean, it's like that easy. And then you go and do it. Cooking should not be something you fear. Visualize and attack, just like the water boy. That's right. That's a 90s movie reference. Enjoy. Right, so that's kind of what I think about food. It's kind of what I think about health, spiritual, mental health. I've talked about Reiki, talked about food, talked about all sorts of different things today that relate to your health and being healthful. Remember last episode I talked about uh, being content or being fulfilled? I I think the biggest example of contentment and fulfillment could be centered around food and the food that we consume every day, right? You can have a a sugary cake, small little packaged cakes, right? You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to name names, 
might have a little cupcake. Comes in a little package, plastic cellophane. It's got some icing on the top and uh, usually cream filling. So anyway, you could have this cake, right, and be content for 15 minutes because you ate that cake. But you're not going to be fulfilled, right? In 15 or 20 minutes, you're going to be hungry again. You're going to be hungry for more because of the reaction sugar has in your body and what it creates. So you'll reach for some, maybe another cake or some chips or something that's not healthy, right? You'll keep reaching for more. And and then one day you wake up and, and you're miserable and tired of it. You don't know what to do. But we've just talked about what you should do. Again, identify you have this problem. Figure out a way to work around it, Right? Figure out what you need to change, what you can change, how you can change it, and then change it. And then when you fail at it, don't beat yourself up because everybody fails at it. Stop complaining about that you failed about at it and just try again. Keep trying. Try new things. And when you say... I don't know, I can't do it, I'm not good enough. That's not true. And know that it's not true. Right? You are good enough. You are nothing but goodness. And you can do it. Whatever the change you need to make, if it's, I need to stop eating so many sweets, fine, you can do it. I believe in you. I need to stop drinking because it's hurting people around me. Sure, you can do it. I believe in you. I know you got this. I need to stop having random hookups with dudes or girls or whoever, whatever. I need to stop pursuing random uh, encounters with people. I need to do a better job saying no to things. I'm always saying yes to people. So, okay, you see that's an issue, right? You're you're sacrificing yourself for others and you're not getting the, the return or the feedback or whatever it is you need in order to be fulfilled. Stop, okay? You've identified whatever it is. Perfect. Now that you've identified it, what are the steps you need to take to fix it for you? Right. If you start with yourself, the impact, the reach is far and it's deep and it reaches people that you never thought it would reach, that you could never imagine that it would reach. It's, that's amazing, right? Like, I, I'm sitting here at a low point in my life, I'm recording this for you. I don't know what it's going to mean to you. I have no way to know the impact. (sighs) But I know that maybe me talking about it, sharing my journey, talking about things that I do to get through it and that I do to... uh, that I do to, like, just keep going, right? 
and, and keep moving in a good direction or a positive direction, that's going to help somebody. I may never meet you in person, but that's okay. Like, you've heard my voice. You've heard my story. Something helped you. You know, well, oh, my God, I never thought about that. I now know that. That's information. That's help. That's knowledge. Knowledge will set you free from whatever it is that's holding you back. Keep seeking knowledge. Keep moving forward. Just know that you are light your love, and your life. I got that from a friend, and I wanted to share it with you. I look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, and then, in the meantime, you can connect with me. Um, all my social media accounts are in the uh, show notes. You can connect with me on Twitter, at a Benz. That's at a Benz, B-I-E-N. Z, uh, and you can connect with me on Instagram at eabenz.com, or there's no dot .com. That is my website, though, eabenz.com, and you can read more. Uh, you'll find these uh, files there, and um, yeah, you can also drop me an email through that website as well. So it's been great uh, to share another uh, chunk of time with you. Wherever you are, just keep going, okay? The journey is long, but the destination is worth it. Trust me. Uh, I appreciate you, and we'll speak soon. Thanks.